Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate Community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hey there, welcome back. I am Daryl Moody joining you once again for the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am at my home studios in Orlando, Florida. Stacy once again is joining us from the SPA studios there in Dallas, the Venture X Louisville, the realm at Castle Hills. Hey everybody. Uh, uh, so how, let's just start with the weather because it's cold here and I'm miserable. I don't like, it. I, I'm a Florida boy, I'm a native. Uh, I've only seen real snow one time and it was 68 degrees today was the high and I've still got my house slippers on. It's freezing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no kidding. I, it's been back and forth here. We're all in shock. And Texas is that way. It goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, today it's pretty with a little bit of a chill, you know, but not bad. Um, and then, you know, yesterday it was overcast and, you know, dreary and it was, you know, a nap day, you know, so it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, it rarely gets below freezing here in Orlando. So, you know, when it gets into the 40s, like that's, that's pretty much, uh, it, it feels like snowmageddon outside. Now, of course, you folks in other parts of the country are going to call me a wimp, but I'm sorry. It just, I got to be honest with you. So, so uh, why don't you bring us up to speed, Stacey, on what you have going on there with Single Parent Advocate? So we are still fast and furious working to help families through the holidays. We've got a lot of really great things. Gab Wireless, it's like I mentioned before, come behind and sponsored us as well as a local um, outreach and ministry called Matthew Six Ministries. And uh, Gateway Dallas is gonna be getting involved and helping us to make Christmas bright for all of these uh, parents and children. And so uh, we are very, very super grateful and excited and uh, just working on uh, all of that with the families who indicated that they were in, in need of food, mostly for the holidays. I've been uh, just you know, talking with those families, making sure that we're in communication and uh, it's, it's a fun time. And then uh, fast forward into first quarter, we're gonna be planning on our uh, first annual golf tournament and gala on March 21st for National Single Parent Day. So Daryl, you may have to come to Texas. Yes, I will. I will bring my sticks with me. I can't wait. Let's talk about the conversations you're having with some of these folks. What are their most immediate needs? Obviously, you know, single parents, we struggle uh, with what to get our kids. Some of us have financial difficulties and can't really afford to give our kids what they want. What are your uh, clients telling you? I would say first and foremost, most of every family that uh, has, you know, responded to our survey as we call and kind of reach out, Daryl, is a f clothing, clothing for their kids, um, clothing for themselves in some cases. I've noticed quite a few people need automotive repair, uh, which can get very pricey. And I've been working on trying to see what I could do to partner with a, an area or maybe a few area automotive repair places. And then um, the other things that are coming up are stuff like computers still, even though we've been handing out Chromebooks. So we're gonna continue uh, to move forward with that. And huge thanks again to Gateway Dallas for donating those Chromebooks. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, 
it's also very emotional. Um, some people just say, I, I just want to have a good day with my children and celebrate the holidays and have a day of peace, you know, or I don't know. They just want their kids to have a good Christmas. They're not necessarily focusing on themselves, which, you know, I always I admire and respect, you know, but at the same time, we all know we have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. Right. So I'm always trying to figure out a way to bless the parents. And I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve for them. So it'll be nice. Well, I'll be looking forward to hearing those details. And of course, if any of you want to support Stacy's efforts, uh, make sure to log on to singleparentadvocate.org and click the donate button there at the top of the screen. And you can help Stacy make the holidays a little bit brighter for a lot of families. So let's jump right into our subject matter for this week, Stacy, and that is the feeling of rejection. Uh, yep. You know, a lot of times I use the show to talk about my personal uh, trials and tribulations as a single parent. And, and you guys know I'm in sort of a, a career transition, if you will. I was laid off in October from my job with Cox Media Group, WDBO here in Orlando. Uh, still, still looking for a job, but I was given a pretty decent severance package. So, you know, thankfully I've got some time. Uh, but, you know, in my job search, I have applied for dozens of jobs and haven't gotten one yet. And it's real easy to be in that situation and to feel rejection. Uh, I also just got out of a relationship. Uh, I should say I was, I was uh, asked to leave that relationship. So, uh, you know, I personally am kind of feeling uh, a lot of rejection. And I know that that's just how life is sometimes and, and relationships don't work out and jobs don't always work out and you have to stay positive. But if I'm being honest with you guys, it's becoming a bit of a challenge and it's beginning to affect my self-esteem. And Stacy, you are kind of my Yoda, if you will. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you and, and I'm asking you, you know, as a single parent going through uh, the daily, you know, trials that we have, how do you stay positive when you're, you know, you've, you just got, you're, you lost a job and a career that you've spent a lot of time working on. And the next thing you know, you've got this girlfriend that, you know, things are great. And then all of a sudden she says, you know, your kids are too young. My kids are teenagers and I don't want to do this anymore. And right. And, you know, I think too, Daryl, we can also have rejection inside our homes, right? Like, whether or not there's, you know, a rejection, you know, whether it's, you know, from a child or, you know, different things, we certainly reject uh, activities or preferences or outfits. Like there's a lot of things that can go on, not just in a job search or in like a, you know, a dating situation. Um, there's rejection that goes on in our own ho homes. And I would even go further and tell you there's rejection that goes on in our own minds, in our own hearts that we put on ourselves that, you know, it's tough. It's tough and it takes work. And, and um, I found even in my own life, I call it stinking thinking, where I will if somebody says something about me that they don't like or uh, somebody doesn't want to be around me or I don't get a certain job assignment or I don't know, any, name it like you name something that has happened to you lately. And it if you decide to put that coat on and define yourself by that statement, um, it it's heavy. It, it you know, it really it hurts. 
And um, I think that there's things that we have to guard our hearts and our minds with and tools we can use, you know, to say, okay, you know what, I, I hear you, but I, I still accept myself. And I, you know, I still uh, think I'm okay. But getting to that point can be a process, especially where you're at. Oh my gosh, you know, looking for a new job. And of course that's a process. And then, you know, uh, certainly it's it's tough when somebody doesn't want to be with you because of your kiddos. So I would just say, you know, at least that at least that honesty was there and the kiddos were not um, exposed to rejection themselves. You know, I think that, you know, protecting our kids from um, that is priority number one. Right. Well, I think in, in, in my case, you know, my kids are actually kind of glad she's out of the picture because I think they were starting to feel a little bit jealous. And that's my fault, I guess. Uh, so so I'm not necessarily dealing with that so much as I am just my, my own internal struggles. Uh, and, and it's, you know, I, I'd like to think of myself as a fairly upbeat person. I'd like to, to think of myself as someone who has a positive outlook on life. And I've been through, you know, everybody has struggles. I've been through mine. And, you know, I always find a way to, to get through them. Uh, but, you know, I kind of feel like at the moment, I'm just kind of mired in this stuff right now. And it's it's really starting to affect my self-esteem. Yeah, well, and you know, a lot of times, um, I think it works also on both sides of the fence, whether you're the one receiving difficult news or whether you're the one that needs to give some difficult news. Either way, rejection is just that. It's like, okay, that's not working for me. And it 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 makes us uh, sometimes turn on the stinking thinking in our own heads of that I'm not worthy, I'm not good, I'm not qualified, I'm not anything like that. And um, we have to make sure we have a way to um, turn that around in a healthy mental wellness fashion and figure out how to um, how to think how to process it all. I found this article knowing we were going to talk about it. And um, I thought the article was really well put together. You want to you want to go through it with me, Daryl? Is this are we going to talk about the positivity blog? Are we going to talk about the one from psychology today? Because you found two. I did find two, but I really like the positivity blog because I believe the positivity blog definitely is something that we can go through. with everybody, I think we could all identify with. And then, if you um, if you want to mention the other one, that'd be great. But maybe we talk about rejection a little bit because I know we're all going through it in one form or another. Especially, um, you know, we get together with family members more now during the holidays. We get together with, you know, so many other people, whether it's online or in person, and um, the stakes are high. The stakes are high at work, they're high at home, uh, they're high among our social circles, and I think we, we should dig in. Well, let's do that. I like this this uh, this article written by a Henrik Edberg, and of course, we'll share the links uh, so you guys can read this for yourself. And the, he shares nine habits that have helped him get over rejection. And the first one I really like, uh, it says, take some time to process it instead of forcing a smile on your face. Now, in my own personal journey through therapy, you know, one of the things that I learned early on was that I would mask uh, different emotions by just getting mad. And I, you know, I've learned to kind of, as they say, embrace the suck, 
sometimes uh, <laughs> when, when things don't work out and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to have regrets and it's okay to be disappointed. But, you know, what I, what I really like about the first point is that, he you know, he says, take some time to process it and don't just force yourself to put a smile on your face and pretend that it didn't happen. Because when you do that, you're not really addressing your true emotions. And, right. And, 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 you know, people people subscribe to fake it till you make it, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, and I'm not feeling good today, but I'm going to push through. And and um, I think there's a place for that. And I hear you. It's like. But I I don't know, even know if my fake it till you make it face is really all that great when I'm feeling so, so let down, you know. Well, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so I can, you know, I can try and fake it, but it's pretty obvious when I'm not in a good mood. Uh, the next point he makes is focus on what you still have in your life. And that's a really important thing that we all need to think about whenever we're getting down on ourselves is, you know what, it could be a lot worse. You know, I mean, I may be unemployed at the moment, but I have a second job. I'm doing some freelance work, so I'm still staying busy. My, my company gave me a, a severance package, so I'm not financially destitute. You know, I have two beautiful girls who are daddy's girls and, you know, dogs and kids are the best boost to your self-esteem that anyone can have. And I'm very lucky to have two little girls who adore me. And, you know, whenever I'm feeling blue, all I got to do is look at them, give them a hug and a kiss. And it's like the whole world is right again. Well, and all, you know, we just, you know, came through Thanksgiving. We're changing into Christmas, which has been awesome, right? And, you know, centering and staying centered on gratitude, you know, th counting your blessings, if you will, like to me is a huge thing to um, incorporate, whether you're feeling rejected or not, just always counting your blessings and, and uh, naming your gratitudes. I have a gratitude journal I use. And every day, you know, morning and evening, what am I grateful for? And it it really keeps me in that mindset, even though there's some stuff that goes wrong. And certainly I, I feel rejected a lot. You know, uh, the gratitudes are like, OK, what am I grateful for in that rejection? Let's say I um, I have a friend, a friend locally. She was dating somebody. And uh, he said, well, he has this lifestyle choice he's going to move forward with, and she doesn't, doesn't feel like she can participate in that. And so she felt like, you know, she needed to end the relationship. But, of course, she's got that horrible sinking feeling also because she was excited, right? Well, I feel like you know, taking a look at, you know, what are you grateful for? Like, maybe you're grateful that you found out early and this wasn't a surprise later. Like, maybe you're great, you know, grateful for a lot of, of different other things. I, I don't want to air her dirty laundry, but, you know, and then the other side is, you know, what did you learn from it? And, and are you grateful for the lessons learned? That kind of a deal. Well, you know, my dating experience over the last three years has been, you know, uh, educational, if nothing else. And every failed relationship, you know, you learn something about yourself and taking the time to process what happened. You know, I got to be honest, my kids and I are all better off without this person in our lives. And, you know, as much as I may feel rejected, that's that's the truth. My kids and I are both better off and, you know, we'll move on to the next one. I'm going to take some time. But, uh, you know, in in you have to turn it into a positive. So learning from it is obviously uh, a good strategy. The third point that uh, 
Edberg makes in his article here is to say no to your inner critic. It's really easy to get inside our own heads and to feel that self-doubt and to lose our feeling of self-worth. But at the end of the day, just because somebody else doesn't want you, it doesn't mean that we're not worthy. That's right. So it's really important to, to, you know, to stave off those negative thoughts as soon as you start to feel them and say, hey, listen, just because it didn't work out with this person, just because this job didn't work out, just because I didn't get this job, that doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not good. It doesn't mean I don't have something else out there that's waiting for me. And we talk about faith all the, all the time in the, on the show. You have to have faith in God's plan. And just because somebody is a part of God's plan, yes, you can feel disappointed by that and it can hurt, but you have to stay focused on moving forward. Faith is a huge, a huge muscle, right? And we have to use it or we get to use it, you know, and um, I think, I think you're right, Daryl. It's really good that you bring that up because I think if we wear the weight of the world on our own shoulders, we wear the words of others in our own hearts and we define ourselves by what other people think of us. We are absolutely like candles blowing in the wind. And, and faith is that thing that can give us a center that never changes, you know? Um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of ways that people dial into their spirituality, uh, but, you know, for sure, clinging to that and being centered by that is, is huge. I know that he doesn't really talk about that in the article, but good job. Well, the next point he makes, uh, you know, and, and granted, I, I do talk a lot about my personal life and my personal struggles on this show. And, and Stacy, you've really become a, a tremendous asset for me. Like I said, you're kind of like my Yoda when it comes to some of this stuff. But he says to let it out to a friend or a loved one. And that's really important. You know, sometimes we process our feelings better by communicating them to somebody else. So it's really important to have a a personal friend, you know, a trusted advisor, if you will, somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. And it's really good to get that those those feelings out by talking to them about what you're going through. Well, and you know, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, and we've been talking about how there's been a decline in friendships, right, across a lot of America and that there's a, a loneliness uh, thing, a trend that people are going through loneliness, right? And I feel like, you know, this is one of those times when if you're really needing to speak to someone, maybe you let somebody in closer. You like go ahead and, and flex the vulnerability muscle and let somebody in and and maybe talk a little bit. Um, I feel like a lot of times people in our lives see the beauty in us or see the value in us when we don't see it ourselves or we're so focused on the rejection or what has just happened that we can't see the other things. It's so funny. I, I have a counselor too, as you know, and he said, have you ever given yourself the finger? And I was like, what's the finger? And he said, look, he said, okay, so if your finger is so close, like if you took your finger and you put it on your eyelashes, right? Don't poke your eye, but you know, it's way up close. All of a sudden that finger, and let's say proverbial, it's that rejection because it's so close to your eye, it's all you see, really. But if you were able to, through the counsel of a friend or, you know, get some 
some other feedback for yourself that finger all of a sudden you see it's pulled away and you can see a bigger perspective now the size of the finger hasn't changed the finger hasn't ceased to exist and in this case it represents rejection so the rejection hasn't ceased to exist it you know the significance of the rejection at the time has not ceased to exist but our perspective has changed and so it doesn't seem so big like it's it's a you know something we have to get out of our eye and so i feel like you know it may be worth talking not only to a friend or maybe there's a counselor like you and I have or maybe it's a coach you know we've had some coaches on the show that have been personal and professional coaches maybe it's a minister right but uh, you know I would say I probably wouldn't talk about something like this with my kids I would flip it though if they felt rejected and needed a friend to talk to maybe it's a parent or a family member you know that that you could go to i just i think it's a really important statement that he brings up that we don't go through this kind of thing alone and sometimes we need help we need we need or maybe we just want help to see things more fully well you know there's there's nothing like home cooking you know and and if you get around somebody who cares about you you know, maybe they remind you about some of the things that they like about you. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I am a good person. I, I do have positive qualities. And that's a, that's a good way to remind yourself and to stay centered. Uh, the fifth point in the article, he says, don't think it's all about you. And this is really, really important. Like I said, you know, that person wasn't part of God's plan for me. That job wasn't part of God's plan for me. And in the case of, of my most recent failed relationship, I believe in my heart the biggest determining factor was the fact that I had little kids. And we started having some challenges with one of my daughters. And she just said, my kids are teenagers. I don't want to do this. That's her problem, not mine. And so, you know, if you allow yourself to be absorbed in those negative feelings and you think it's all about you, you're going to say you're going to miss the point that she made where she said, it's the, it's the fact that you have little kids and I've gone through this stuff already and I don't want to go through it again. That's not my fault. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. It's not so you, it's me. Well, you know, I mean, it was, she had a litany of excuses, but you know, like I said, it's, she wasn't part of God's plan for me and I can accept that. Right. But the, and then and then the other situation is, you know, uh, with things not being about you, even in, in a job search situation, you know, um, requirements, salaries, availabilities, um, soft skills. There's so many different dynamics that go into, uh, you know, a hiring situation or an interviewing situation. And so just because something doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that it's about you. It's probably other factors as well, but you could always learn from it, you know, learn, learn, you know, uh, how you could fit in better or meet more needs and maybe get training or something like that in that particular case and the same things with friends you know or or relationships you know maybe uh, explore you know how you could um, support people better or be a better friend in some cases um, I just feel like it's it's even though it's not about you 
right? It's not always about you, but you can always learn from these situations and grow from them. And that's a, that's a smart approach. Well, that's actually the sixth point that Edberg makes in this article. He says, be constructive and focus on what you can learn. And that's really important. I mean, like I said, you know, every time I've dated a woman and it hasn't worked out, I've learned something about myself. In this case, I learned something about myself that, you know, I need to make sure that, that whoever I, I date, that they understand that I've got two little kids, they're six and eight. We've got a lot of challenges up ahead. And, you know, you need to make sure that that's something that you're okay with signing on to. And if it's not, then, then you're not, you know, that person isn't right for you. It's not as a far, fit. Right. Exactly. It's not a fit as far as being rejected and applying for a job. Some jobs aren't a good fit either. You know? Right. Well, we talked about that recently. We talked about how, you know, before going back into the workplace, we need to rebalance and, and be honest with ourselves about, you know, what we want to do, what we're excited about, what we're available for, what we need to make, you know, and that, that those things may have changed since the last time uh, we were in the job market and to be be real about it. And so a lot of times that's going to open you up to like a whole new environment where maybe, you know, additional training might be able to benefit us, but it doesn't mean that we're not good, that we're not capable, right? It just means we need additional training, right? Well, I took Microsoft Office 25 years ago in college, and just today on LinkedIn, I took a, a, a skills assessment uh, on Excel and found out that I, uh, you know, I really need to bone up on Excel. So I've got, you know, three or four different tutorial videos that I'm going to go through in the next few days to to try and, and you know, improve my skills in, in Microsoft Excel. Who knows if I'll need it or not, but it certainly isn't going to hurt, you know. Well, it's a great initiative and a great thing to focus on is what we can improve, you know, what we can learn. Now, I love Edberg's seventh point in this article. And he says, remember, this is temporary, not permanent, if you keep going. And we'll come back to that point. But it's important to, to keep in mind that, you know, whatever the circumstance is, it's not going to be forever. You know what I mean? Like, my kids aren't going to be six and eight forever. I'm not going to be unemployed forever. So even though I am feeling hurt and rejected, you know, you got to keep it in perspective and just say, hey, man, it's just one bump in the road. You know, there's going to be other opportunities that are going to open up. You're going to meet other people and it can't you can't allow yourself to get stuck in that position. That's why he says if you keep going. That's right. You know, and if you keep going, you always find, you know, open doors like, you know, always say, you know, when doors are closed, windows are opened, you know, never walk never really walk, you know, think that when a door closes, there's not going to be another opportunity down the line. It's, it's kind of a reality of life. But if you quit, if you just stay and camp out at that closed door, right? Oh, my, that door closed. I'm just going to stay right here, right by this closed door. Well, that's not going to answer anything. But if you keep going, that's when you find other open doors, other windows, other things, that, other passion points, other inspirations and ideas, right? Well, <clears throat> the eighth point in the article says, strengthen your self-esteem. Now, when I was going through my divorce, a very good friend of mine gave me uh, a motivational book that I still keep by my bedside to this day. And the book is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And he goes through a number of historical uh, events where people have been faced with, you know, what felt like insurmountable odds, but they found a way to persevere in spite of that. 
So I highly recommend you check that book out. But, you know, through the rejection, whatever the experience is, there is a way for you to strengthen your self-esteem through it. Now, I don't know if I'd say I'm quite there yet, but, you know, I'm going to get there. Like I said, when we started this whole job search thing, every time I've ever lost a job and I've been laid off twice before in a previous career, I've ended up in a better job, making better money in a better situation. So there's no reason not to believe that that's going to be the case now. Oh, absolutely. And and I think that, you know, I love the idea about reading the obstacle is the way maybe we can reach out and see if we can even have that author on our podcast, because I believe he'd have he or she'd have a lot to say um, about that. But, you know, I think strengthening your self-esteem kind of seems like a like I need to be able to say, okay, what steps go into strengthening my self-esteem? And we've talked about some of them, right? Uh, we've talked about gratitudes. We've talked about, you know, talking to a friend. Um, there's another thing that I know about that I, you know, I think many people do, but it's all um, affirmations. You know, I am statements. I am kind. I am considerate. I am loving. I am, I am, I am. And writing these I am statements down and saying them to ourselves reminds our heads and our hearts of our own good qualities. Now, you wouldn't want to write down I am statements that are uh, not true, but sometimes you can write down I am statements as if they have already happened. I am going to get past this. I am worthy. I am all of these things that maybe you don't feel today, but that you claim for yourself, right? And your family. And then the other thing I was thinking about, like, okay, if I'm building my self-esteem or I'm strengthening my self-esteem, what's like an activity that I could latch on to besides affirmations and gratitudes? And, um, and I think that it's actually mentioned in this article too, Daryl, it's kinder self-talk, you know, kinder self-talk. We all have that little voice in our head that tends to be more like a critic, right? You know, any little move we make, any thought we have, you know, that doesn't cut the mustard, you know, we just kind of turn on ourselves and trying to catch that that voice and go back to affirmations and gratitudes and you replace that you know talking to yourself with kindness you know so what's that look like in in my head um sometimes you know i'm just like you're gonna have a good day like reassuring statements or you know i know you didn't make it to the gym yesterday you really need to work on you know being more healthy but you have been going to the gym and i'm really proud of you for doing it or you know how about if i got off my budget and i didn't get i spent too much money or i did something out of out, outside of my immediate goals i'll say hey you know what i still believe in you because you're trying and so it's taking that dynamic of when we usually kick ourselves to the curb and treating ourselves with consoling thoughts that maybe we would receive from a family member or a friend who really really uh, loves us and likes us right and so kinder self-talk is huge 
Well, I think you could also go back to Edberg's sixth point in the article where he says to be constructive and focus on what you can learn. And if you focus on what you've learned through that experience, guess what? You have a whole new tool in your tool belt. That's and right. that's going to that's going to make you more able to handle the next adverse circumstance that comes in your life. So even though, you know, you're you're feeling rejected and all this, you, if you take the time to reflect and focus on what you can learn, you're going to come out of it in a better situation, in a better position. And, and, you know, in the case of relationships, you know, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all or be loved. Right. And so, you know, it's 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 a gratitude thing. Right. Well, I still feel like in every relationship that I've had post divorce, I have learned something about myself and yeah. I've learned a lot about myself in this past relationship. There you well, go. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next the, the final point in Edberg's article. And that is number nine. He says, keep going. And to that, to me, is the most important thing that we can all do regardless of your situation regardless of what you're going through you have to keep going you have to continue to move forward you have to continue to strive for whatever that next goal is whether it's to meet mrs right or mr right or whether it's to find that perfect job but if you allow yourself to get inside your own head listen to that inner critic and you don't learn from the experience you're not going to move forward or at least not until you can do those things, you know, but you remind me of, of Dory, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, you know? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, in, in my experience dating, I, I, I met somebody and, and we became really good friends. And, you know, she was in the, in, the, in the early stages of the process of her divorce, had just found out that her husband was cheating on her. And that was what she kept saying was just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And you kind of have to, especially as a single parent, because we talk about the rigmarole and the minutia of our day-to-day -day lives. You know, you don't really have an opportunity to sit down in the middle of the floor and cry. So you have to keep going. And in any situation, in any circumstance, like I said, I love that he finishes the article with that point, because to me, I think that's the most important. Oh, absolutely. You know, never give up, never give in, you know. But what's, what's so cool is he started the article with, uh, you know, just trying to make sure that we all understood to take pause and, and let ourselves feel what we're feeling, let ourselves process it, but don't get stuck there. Keep keep moving forward and then the fuel for moving forward it we work it out with with our affirmations our gratitudes with certainly learning and being um being present and 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 open to what might lie ahead instead of fixated on what didn't work in the past well i feel like he lays out a really good series of steps that you can take to overcome rejection if that's what you're feeling um, you know, thank you, Stacy, for sharing it with me. Again, we'll put it in the comment section of the video and, and we'll share it on Podbean and folks can, can, you know, access these resources for themselves. But uh, do you want to go into the other article too? Do we have time for that? Yeah, we can do it. Okay. We can always, always share more. So, so this is, this is in psychology today, which we've talked about psychology today articles before. And if you've never checked it out, I highly recommend you kick the tires on that because it's really good. So this was written by uh, Sharon Martin. She's a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, and her article is Four Strategies to Cope with Rejection. Uh, it starts off by talking about what is rejection and, and, you know, acknowledge the pain and grieve the loss. That's the first thing that Edberg said in his article. Yeah. It's so important that we take the time to do that. 
give give pause you know give yourself some time to to kind of acknowledge what's happening don't fake it till you make it or wear a you know smile that's not authentic you can be real without being a drag well the next step is don't blame yourself which of course we we talked about at length in edberg's article as well the the third point is strengthen your resiliency through all of the ways that we talked about doing. And then fourth is said, keep putting yourself out there because no matter what the rejection is that you felt, you know, you can't allow it to stop you from moving forward. You have to keep going. You have to keep putting yourself out there. I still have to apply to jobs. And eventually when I'm ready to get back out, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to meet people and, and you know, try to date again. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna focus but on I would, me. I would change one word in that sentence in your self-talk and instead of I have to even though it's obvious you do I would say I get to apply for new jobs I get to discover new things to do I get to meet other new people I get to do all of these things versus I have to which feels kind of like a burden sometimes right versus I get to which is more of a joy right and it, it's more opportunistic and welcoming of what we can we can find in the world and in our in our lives. Well, when you talk about I have to versus I get to, I'm reminded of uh, 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 you probably don't watch NBA basketball, but there's a there's a broadcaster named Ernie Johnson who basically is like the the, the lead anchor of the of TNT's uh, NBA show, and he uh, has dealt with cancer and, 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 and is a survivor of cancer and, and actually recently just lost a son to, to a, a chronic illness. He actually, uh, the head coach of the University of Alabama football team, Nick Saban, actually asked Ernie Johnson to come and address his team. And Ernie Johnson was talking about the very message you just said, I get to versus I have to. And I know in, in, in you know, for, for the last 15 years of my life, I felt like I've had a job where I got to do things. And, you know, when you when you think about, you know, being lucky enough to get to do something versus I have to go, you know, I have to go dig ditches or I have to go nail shingles on a roof or I have to do this or that. You know, when you can change that mindset to focusing on the fact that you get to do it, <clears throat> excuse me, that you get to do it as opposed to having to do it. It just changes your mindset about so many different things. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. I know. I'm talking about sports guys that, you know, don't really have anything to do with what we're talking about today, but it's, it's that positive mindset and, and, and the, 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 the focus on moving forward as opposed to allowing yourself to get caught up in the feeling of rejection. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, we can reject rejection and just turn it into a lesson. We can turn it into an opportunity. We can turn it into a reason to, uh, open new doors and in, in our lives you know I, I feel also the way that we deal with rejection is the way that we teach our kids to deal with rejection and it's so it's a huge teaching opportunity also um, even though we don't always want to you know share these particular dating types of things with our kids unless they need to know but uh, maybe it's also a great teaching opportunity as well you know well i plan on taking this particular circumstance in my life and turning it into a positive i hope you folks 
got a lot out of our conversation and I hope you are able to do the same thing in your life, no matter what your circumstance happens to be. And again, that's why we do the show is to, to, to be an asset to you folks and to help you guys get through whatever it is that you're struggling with. Oh, absolutely. And I think also just to be authentic and to have a place where, you know, maybe sometimes you don't want to be the one talking about these kinds of things. Maybe sometimes you just want to listen and um you know that's cool too it's 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 hard to always be the one who's doing the talking and so um i hope by you know me being transparent and daryl too that maybe somehow it touches your heart or or the heart of someone you care about especially during the holidays yep there's a lot to be thankful for even in even in bad times well that's that's our show for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember to uh, visit singleparentadvocate.org. Click that donate button. Help Stacy uh, make the holidays brighter for a lot of families there in the greater Dallas area. I thank you guys for tuning in. However, you do that every week. Absolutely, and always be be uh, willing to send us a note or comment in any of our social channels. You know, if you'd like to cover a topic or talk about, see us talk about something, or you recommend someone, we're always open. So for now, we'll see you next show. Bye, everybody.